Hello, 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 and welcome to the Potter Vision Podcast, the podcast where every other week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and another person that's called Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we review it and discuss it and talk about other shite as well. This week we're on episode 111, all the ones, we're on chapter 16 of book 5, In the Hog's Head. Tom, what's up? In the hog's head. What would we find in a hog's head? In my dream hog's head, there would be an apple. A shiny red apple placed in the hog's mouth. For the hog has been roasted. Its, it's, its rump is perfect. My mouth is watering. Awaiting to take a bite out of this beautiful hog. Is that what you asked? That is what I asked. Thank you for answering that. For me, what should be in a horse's head? Some teeth, a tongue, maybe a brain, some inner ear cavities. Mm. Yeah, a fully working hog. Why stop yeah. there? Nostrils. What about on the uh, the body of the hog? Skin, shoulders, spinal column. Eight nipples, um, trotters, knees. Uh, I would go, but I'd be amiss without mentioning a curly tail. And uh, while we're at it, a curly penis. (laughs) Yes, a corkscrew knob. But enough of that. Starting with smutty pig references. How do you? I want to know how you are. Oh, I am Tom Lawrenson. I am a man who lives on planet Earth. I have ten fingers, ten toes, two eyeballs, a head of hair, a tongue. I have shoulders, I have a chest, I have an anus, I have a penis, I have a gut. Yeah, a big fat gut that everyone slaps about, everyone pushes on, bit of fun in it, slapping the big fat man's gut. Well, it's not, because guess what? This man has got feelings. This man has got a brain, a heart. He loves, he cries. He is a romantic. Yeah. Is that what you asked? <laughs> that is what I asked. Uh, you know, I don't know what, how, how it's coming out at the end of the uh, on your end, but I'm getting some very interesting answers back for these basic questions. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know is we're very similar, me and you, yeah. in the fact that Two eyes, nearly penis, every body part you've shoulders. just mentioned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nearly every body part you've mentioned, I've got as well, and uh, you know, I've got my own version. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. That, so that, that's that, good to know. Let any, anyone listening, uh, you might be 111 episodes in thinking that me and Lucas are identical twins. We are not. None of our body parts are the same. I have blue eyes. Lucas has brown eyes. Um, I have got uh, long curly hair. Lucas has got jet black straight hair. Um... <laughs> I have got bulging muscles that would make Arnold Schwarzenegger's mouth water. Lucas has the is part robot. He has wires going through him. He has a mechanical frame. 
um, you can plug him into a mainframe and he can download you anything you want if you catch my drift. Yeah, but beware, if you want to wire me up to an Apple product, you will need an adapter because I'm not compatible without a dongle. Mm. Well, it's good to hear you're all right. I rang Tom for our scheduled call at, uh, well, it's supposed to be at three. I rang him a couple of minutes past, gave him a few minutes grace, and he's lying in bed. <laughs> and uh, for the next 20 minutes, I just got to see Tom's routine. Uh, he took me downstairs to the kitchen. I got to see him make himself a cup of coffee. Uh, surprised we didn't see you brushing your teeth as well. Put my trousers on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> putting your trousers on and then uh, setting up all your equipment for the pod. Because the thing is, I don't. I've, I got up today at like 8am and I've done, all, done things all day. I got back in bed, I was like, I need a bit of rest. Sometimes bed comes a call in me. It comes a call in my name. I'm like, it's like a siren and I am a... Yeah. You know, like a banshee on the side of a um, a rock face, calling me, sweet seductive siren, and I'm no more than your classic sailor, yeah. But unlike mm-hmm. these sailors who are horny for women, I am sleepy for bed, huh? Yeah. So I walk upstairs, take off my trousers, and I climb in the bed in which I love. I go, I, sometimes I can drift off sweetly, sometimes not, <laughs> right? It's just part yeah. of my interest in life. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it was lovely to get a glimpse into that. Uh, <laughs> your afternoon naps. Mm. I, on the other hand, have been doing me, my German lessons. Now, as you know, I don't know if I mentioned this on the main pod... But in order to stay in this country that I'm living in, Germany, I have to do a language and integrations course. And the one I'm getting free with work is four nights a week, and it's like three hours a night. And it's going to be a lot, right? But prior to this, I was set up to... Prior to this, I was doing online lessons and I'd subscribed to do online lessons. But because I'd had a break, I'd racked up loads of credits and I want to use them all up before I unsubscribe from this thing. So in the Easter holidays, I'm signed up. It's it's about 40 lessons that I've not used up. So I'm like full time studying German this week and next week. Wow. By the end of next week, you will be a German pro. You'll be like yeah. Hans Zimmer. You'll be like um, yeah. You'll be like uh, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. What the famous Germans can I think of? You'd be like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Joseph Goebbels. Uh, why would you bring him up? <laughs> I thought that's where you were. Can't going. we go a week without you bringing up that atrocity, <laughs> that bloody horrible regime? Jesus Christ. I thought that's where you were going with it. You're mad if you think that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I'll tell you what, we we were doing it. So every lesson is with a different teacher and with different students. You just sign up to whatever topic you want to do. I, I like to follow the curriculum. Mm. But anyway, so there was, uh, I think there was three of us in this one lesson. Right? And one of them was a Ukrainian refugee. 
Right, and there's a lot of them uh, doing these courses because they've moved to Germany because of the war and now they're trying to learn the language, right? But the whole lesson was about like, her, about culture and like going on holiday and stuff. And there was a bit of a mishmash between what the teacher was trying to achieve and the, the answers this refugee was giving because she was quite sad and homesick, right? Yeah. So the guy would be like, um, oh, what tourist attractions are there in your, in your hometown? And she was like, there isn't any, it's getting bombed. And he was like, right. And then he... Oh. Keep goes, it light, love. <laughs> this is Germany. <laughs> land of humour. Land of fiestas. <laughs> but then he goes, uh, he goes, ooh, now we're going to talk about where we'd like to go on holiday. Mm. I would like to go on holiday to San Francisco. Because ah. it's full of history and yet it's very modern. Where would you like to go on holiday? And she goes, well, I'd like to go to Kiev to see my family. But I can't. Seems like so she's... It's all a bit sad. Well, I think, like, not to shit on this woman. <laughs> yeah. But um, for the for the purpose of a, a language learning exercise, I'd just go Barbados. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit sad for her, really, because obviously she's going through... Uh, Hell of a thing. I was, well, may, yeah, maybe it's not the place to do it. I did an improv lesson once, and like you were just meant to like you're in a they put us like it was like the first lesson ever, and they put us in like twos. And what you're meant to do in this little game was you just meant to like I don't know what the hell we were doing, but just like say things to each other, get into the habit of getting things off your chest, and just like saying a sentence, them saying a sentence, yeah, just of, like imaginary stuff. And I said something like, um, uh, randomly, oh yeah, uh, in character or something, with this mad woman, this mad person. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, um, maybe we could go to a rave, you know, we were meant to be planning something, yeah. I was like, yeah. maybe we could go to a rave. And she had to stop. She goes, no, I won't be going to a rave because I'm 38 and that is not something I'm interested in. And I was like, well, this is a bloody fun game, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, oh, I don't know if I can tell this story, but I'll, I'll change details. We were doing a workshop once. I don't know if you were in this, but I was doing a workshop and it was about like... Um, sharing things and stuff and personal experiences and I was like right I want everyone to you know share something that other people might not know about you and this guy <laughs> he did this story about the time he did a crime uh, that people didn't know about and uh, the fact that the police were called and stuff and it was like, bloody hell that's not, you know I think we were talking about, you know someone's got a scar or something Someone's been on holiday or can juggle three balls. But yeah, he got really serious and made everybody sad because of what had happened. And it's just not the vibe of the workshop. If you're interested, in, if, you, if you'd like to kill the mood, why not take in a beginner's improv lesson in Manchester? Comedy sports, you could get 10 sessions or 8 sessions for about 120 quid or something like that. 
Yeah, and you can just rock up and spoil the fun if you fancy. <laughs> I know. And I remember someone like talked to this bloke and he's like, Well, I've paid my money so I can say what I want. It's like, well, you can't say what you want. Everyone else is paying money as well. They don't want to be hearing well, not just that, but like other inappropriate things as well. It's like not my saying. story, the pay, I've paid my money thing. I told I you know, that. Well, <laughs> if I heard it from someone else who led the workshop as well. Well, I was doing a... I was in a workshop where we're going around a room and we're building a story together by saying one sentence at a time, yeah? A man did this, he went to the shop, he bought some beans, ba, 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 yeah? And then when it got to this one person, he completely derailed the story by making it mental. So you're building something funny, the beans fell on the floor, Uh, you know, he tripped on the beans, Um, a baby cried, whatever. And then it gets this man and he goes, (laughs) he goes... And someone run in with a dildo and hits him in the face. And you're like, well, hang on. <laughs> yeah. That's got nothing to do with the beans here. And then so yeah. uh, Chris Tavner goes to him, no, no, not that, say something else. And he goes, no, that's my answer. Someone run in with dildo and hit him in the face. And then, yeah. and then Chris Tavner goes, no, we're not doing that. He goes, you say something that blah, blah. And the guy goes, I've paid my money. I'll say what I want. And then Chris Tavner goes, yeah, everyone's paid their money. And we're all trying to build something together. We're working towards making something good. He's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you're going to be. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Bloody hell. You can't say what you want no matter how much you've paid. I think people in uh, comedy nights think that as well. They think because they're paying money, they can shout out and join in and heckle. But it's like everyone else has paid for the ticket. They don't want to hear you being not very funny. Mm. Well, it's like um, people are saying that it's the uh, this new post-COVID mentality of people being a lot more arrogant and entitled, a lot more shouting out. In Manchester recently at the Palace Theatre, listeners may be aware that there was a um, an incident during the bodyguard, these uh, audience members kept screaming uh, the songs out, screaming, so much so they had to stop the show and ask them to leave. On their way out, they were stealing crisps and... Uh, at, one of the uh, audience members punched another audience member in the face twice. <clears throat> Bloody hell. Go imagine that throwing somebody out. Well, I'm taking these prawn cocktails with me. <laughs> have you have you have you seen any of the clips or videos? No, but I'd love to. It so, sounds fantastic. So imagine <laughs> someone singing beautifully. And I, I, and then all you can hear piercing in the background is and I. <laughs> someone's singing along to it. Well, I remember I went to see uh, the Take That musical at uh, I think that was at the Palace Theatre yeah. or somewhere, maybe the Opera House in Manchester. Yeah, and. Um, I got free tickets because the person I was living with at the time was an usher at the theatre. Ah. And, um, yeah. And then um, we went there and the, the front row, uh, the row in front of us was a group of friends and they just stood up and danced like during the songs. It's like, well, I can't see now. I'm just 
looking at the back of some middle-aged ladies and I'm listening to the listening to the audio version. But the, you know, they're having fun and it was infectious. What can I say? But you know, the thing is we as a nation are being reminded of tradition, aren't we? Like uh, we've got the yeah. coronation of King Charles, right? That's happening. It's like, oh yeah, we've got a monarchy. There's going to be a coronation. Like, wow, this is this is Britain. It's wild. We do things, and in the same yeah. vein, should we take certain things like interruptions at a theatre back to the olden days? Should we? Like the question on everyone's lips is: Should these people should they be hung, drawn, and quartered? Mm-hmm. I think so. Public humiliation is at an all-time high, right? Gone are the days yeah. where you can just be a cunt in public and no one take any record of it. Now everyone has a video camera in their pocket. I know, it's hot, you know. Well, it might be a good in a way because it might stop people from being, you know, what's in public. Mm. I think you never mm. know when something might be caught yes. on camera. I don't think today Cat in the Bin woman would do Cat in the Bin because I think she might be more aware of cameras in today's modern society. There's certain videos which I think are like, I don't know, um, me videos and these you videos in terms of viral videos and Cat in the Bin yeah. Woman is a Lucas Kirkby video <laughs> definitely yeah I do like that one um, me and Martine have been re-watching um, oh no there's been a plane crash in Tanzania into a lake <laughs> we've been watching that one on repeat that's a good one <laughs> the guy, the, what about the man in bed and then the watermelon falls out of the bed <laughs> there's, there's water on the floor <laughs> even just talking about that one makes me laugh it's very very random um, do you know that do you know uh, there's a plane crash in Tanzania man he's uh, he's now sleeping rough is he? yeah bloody hell well how, how far he has fallen, eh? Bloody hell. <laughs> Not far. <laughs> He's like a watermelon yeah. roll, rolling onto water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Now, Tom, you get any more updates? Or yeah. should we crack on? Loads. Um, Go on, what have you got for me? It has been Easter. Wow. 2,000 years ago, a man called Jesus Christ was killed on a cross. He crawled into a cave and a few days later crawled right back out. And he said, guess, yeah. guess who's back? Yeah? Flash forward 2,000 years. I'm waking up and having chocolate in bed. Mmm... Mmm, that's nice. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Fruit in nut encased chocolate. Mmm. What does it all mean? Did you have any chocolate this Easter? What what German traditions were you taking part in? Um <clears throat> well we did uh, I had a few Easter 
gifts from children and children's parents. That was very nice. Had a bit of chockey, a couple of baskets. So that was good. Um, we did, um, the school actually has a New York, well, not New York, I think it's just an American tradition of an Easter bonnet mm. competition. So all the kids Easter have to make bonnet. An Easter bonnet. An Easter hat. And that had like a nest in it and some eggs and all sorts of things like that. So we did that. Um, well, that was about it, really. And we gave respect to uh, what's happened. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that was about it, really. We just chilled as, as the Lord intended. Do they have any chocolate eggs over in Germany? I'm sure they do, but it's not as big of a thing. They have coloured eggs, and that's like normal eggs. But yeah. they'll, they'll colour the shells like green and orange and red. That's... Same as it when I was a little boy and I lived in a little place called Spain. Yeah. There were no chocolate eggs. Perhaps a chocolate bunny. Yeah. Uh perhaps yeah, yeah. perhaps a hard boiled egg coloured. You're like, oh just eat a, eat an egg, shall I? Hundred calories, bit of yeah. protein. Why not? I am a growing boy after all. Surely I need all yeah. the strength I can get. But one tradition uh, we did have at school once, they handed out, I don't think I ever ate them, but it was like, you know, like a broad confectionery, where you're like, mm, yeah. I don't think I'll be eating this abroad confectionery. Yeah. But to represent gold, frankincense and myrrh was three parcels yeah. they gave to all the children. I don't think I ate mine, but uh, the Spanish seemed to love them. And that was an Easter thing. Yeah. I thought gold, frankincense, and myrrh was Christmas time. To be honest, I think I pushed the gold, frankincense, and myrrh onto these three parcels because there was three of them. <laughs> no one said. Oh, that must be Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I reckon. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not just three things that you can think of. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Those three gifts. <laughs> Otherwise, I've been uh, I've been um, up to things. What I've been doing, I uh, been trying to get back into reading. I did some reading today. I was trying to retrain my concentration. Went pretty well. Went. Ooh, pretty what are you well. reading? The Secret Garden. Hey, that's a great book. Yeah. Yeah. Is that boy truly poorly? Ah, ba, 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 ba. I'm wow. only two pages in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it going well. Hey, it's gone fantastic. I've read two pages and only had to look at my phone four times. <laughs> <laughs> um, how hey, is your good. How is your car? Or, it's bad. The, or as the Germans say, das Automobil. Yeah, what does auto? Yeah, V is mein auto. Mine auto is schlecht. It's bad. Well, it was overheating, and then I don't know if I mentioned this on the main pod, but we had to cancel our holiday because we were supposed to be driving to uh, Croatia, and it would have cost too much to hire a car or fly or whatever. Because uh, the engine was overheating and it was bad, but like with many of my problems, I've decided just to just to leave it for a bit. Uh, I've not really, I've not really rang a mechanic. Uh, it's just left parked outside, and we're just not driving at the moment. 
Uh, but I think I'm going to get a mechanic to look at it, and if it's going to cost a lot of Geld, as they say in Germany... Gold. Um, gold or money. Uh, I'm just going to scrap it, I think. Get rid. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's going to... Yeah, I'm not paying loads of money to keep it fixed when it's had it, maybe. Sometimes you got to know when your time is up. you got to know when to hold them. to hold them. No way to fold It's Kenny Rogers, R.I.P. Mm. Now, Tom, wait, are wait, you wait, ready? Wait, 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 I've also what? been trying to retrain my concentration to get back into television. So, cause sometimes I find that hard to concentrate on television. I've started watching Ozark. Have you ever seen Ozark? I've never seen Noah's Ark. You wish. What is it? No, is oh, that? No. Ozark. Ozark? No, what's Ozark? Oh, it's a Netflix show. Listeners, if you listen to Ozark, DM Lucas directly to tell him how good it is. <laughs> Flood his DMs! Yeah. <laughs> is it a bit like Poldark? I, uh, I've been saying this... <laughs> <laughs> there's still is a bit of a theme every week I'll say message Lucas directly does anyone ever do that? yeah no nobody <laughs> ever gets in touch with me directly and it's very easy to get in touch with me directly <laughs> if you go on Pot of Vision Instagram uh, there's a link on there to my Instagram and they just message me on there there's also hey so... tell you what I've been watching oh, what, have you, what have you been watching? I've been watching a German programme called Last One Laughing, right? And there okay. isn't a UK version of this, but there is an American one, I think, and an Australian version, and it's very funny. So they get um, they get ten comedians. Well, some of them are just celebrities, actually, but they're mostly comedians, and they put them in, like, a Big Brother-style flat. Yes, yes. And... Basically, they have six hours and they're not allowed to laugh or smile throughout the mm -hmm. whole thing. And you get two chances. And if they catch you smirking or laughing or whatever, you lose a life. Right, and the winner gets 50 grand for charity. It's really funny. And they, uh, they all come in with, like, they get to fill a locker with props, like silly wigs and stuff. And... Um, <laughs> When so you're all milling around the flat, and then if someone wants to perform, they hit a gong, and everyone has to sit down and watch a performance, and you're not allowed to laugh. But it's bloody funny. Um, did I don't think me and you would last around on that program? No, no, I don't think so. No, it'd be right. really difficult. Even if they said to you, Lucas, if you last one round, a million yeah. euros for you, yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, I'd really struggle, I think. Roughly 900 grand to the UK people. Yeah. But, but like, imagine you go in, right, you sit down. Outcomes. Yeah. Outcomes. But they got to a bit at the end where it was the last two people surviving and they weren't laughing at anything, right? Mm. And then they have, they have, like, guest performers who can come on and do things right so they get somebody on stage and they also introduce this man and he comes in and he's bald and he's got this suit on and he's just there to laugh 
at the uh, performance. And so these two people are not allowed to laugh. And then there's this bald guy who's pissing himself the whole way through. And then one of them cracked. But he was very funny. Oh. Just, just a little laughing. That might be heartbreaking. Yeah. It lasted all that way. And then they bring in some bald bloke laughing. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Yeah, but yeah, last one laughing. Yeah, very good. I went to uh, I went to Chester on Saturday. Oh, did you? Have you ever been to Chester? Many a time. A lot of my family live in Chester. What a romantic, picturesque, perfect city. Yes, uh, a Roman town, and it's kept a lot of its architecture. It's very lovely, Chester. There's a wall that in, in like, the cities it wrapped in that you can walk around. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, Chester is Roman for city or town, something like that, or settlement. So a lot of towns that have Chester at the end, Manchester, Winchester, Chichester. Um, mm. You know, there's a Manchester, but there's not a boy Chester. Yeah, I've noticed that, actually. There's not a woman Chester either. They need to rectify that. But I went to uh, I went to Chester. Lovely little day out. Me and Lucy went before. I had a gig in the evening. Yeah. Nice little day out, moseying about. Bank holiday weekend. Started getting harassed at one point. Oh no. Uh, I was walking down the street and a bloke just started shouting at the back of my head, going. TikTok! TikTok! I can't turn around to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He runs after me and he taps me on my shoulder like that. And he gets a photo with me. And then that happened again. <laughs> Same bloke. Uh, no, a uh, different one. But let me tell you this. Um, otherwise... Paid 170 quid to have that chimney fixed. It's still wet. That's good. It's nice that every... I think every workman, just they pass my number around, take the piss out of me. That's good. Yeah. How's your flat? Is it, how's your flat? Is it all perfect? It's all lovely. I mentioned maybe a few weeks ago that there was a little corner of black mould in the bathroom. But I've learnt my lesson and my technique was fantastic. I sprayed it and left it, sprayed it and left it, sprayed it and left it, and then sprayed it and wiped it. And mm. months later, none of it has come back, I'm glad to say. So a successful mould story at last. Did you ever know that you're my mould hero? You were the black mould beneath my Chester. Exactly. Yeah, Chester drills. Yeah. So, yeah, very good. Yeah, the flat's lovely. It's very, you know, it's small and manageable, which is nice. It's nice not having a, a house anymore to look after. Now it's just a flat, and the two of us get on very nicely with it. So, Tom, are you ready for a chapter rundown of In the Hog's Head? Yep, let's get it over with. <laughs> chapter 6D, In the Hog's Head. 
They want to have a meeting with everybody who might be interested in Harry doing some lessons. He's mm. going to do a school for Defence Against the Dark Ass. So they meet up in the Hogshead in Hogsmeade and bloody hell, there's a good turnout. There's about 20 students from the school who are all itching to learn from Harry's magic fingers. Mm. Some of them are just there for a bit of gossip though. Did you really do this? Did that really happen? Is Voldemort really back? Yes, yes and yes. Anyway, they all think it's going to be a great idea to meet up, but they need to think of a location. Hmm. More on that in the next few chapters. Otherwise, Hermione has noticed that Cho Chang was staring lovingly into Harry's eyes. And Ron finds out, and Harry finds out, that Ginny's got a boyfriend called something else. Zachariah or something. Maybe it's a different name. And that was in the hog's head. What a chap, did you agree? Yeah, ma'am. Yeah. What a chapter. Yeah. I think What's it was, going I, on, eh? I, I, the think it, I think it was my favourite chapter I've ever read. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just non-stop action from start to finish, eh? Yeah. Two weeks have passed since Hermione last brought up Harry teaching some sort of defence against the dark arts session. Um, it's yeah. quite the ego boost, really, isn't it? to be uh, suggested that you should do such a thing, especially if you are Harry Potter, an already very egotistical boy. That would be like someone asking me to give beautiful lessons, or if someone asked yeah, you exactly. to uh, lead a lesson on pulling silly faces. Exactly. All you do, quick tip, if it doesn't hurt, you're not doing it right. You've got to, ooh, you've got to really... Test the limits of your own face. Have you seen that image of um, the Queen, God rest her soul, at, like, the world champion gurning competition? <laughs> I think so. Does she pull her face? No, she's just looking at a man like a man. <laughs> so they've all got to put this big, like, thing over the top of them. And then they pull, like, a, yeah. a disgusting face. <laughs> and a man's pulling the face at the Queen. And she's just like... <laughs> Like, why am I here? Like, how has that uh, landed up? Mate, yeah. it must be because it's like one of the oldest traditions or something. So, yeah, you have to like keep it going. But it's rude, to, even if you are, that is your job to pull a funny face at the Queen. It's just disgusting. <laughs> well, we've got all sorts of like weird old competitions in the UK. There's like, there's worm charming where you have to like play music and wait for the worms to come up out of the ground. There's cheese rolling as well. There's all sorts of rubbish. It's Britain. Yeah. Or like bog snorkeling as well. That's another one, isn't it? Going through mud with a snorkel. Yeah. But yeah, Harry has been asked to teach other children. Children his own age. And it's strange teaching people your own age or older. I remember when I, I used to teach improv from like the age of 19, 20. And you'd be, sometimes you'd be teaching people in the 60s. And it'd always feel, I'd always feel a bit odd about that. Yeah. A bit like, well, you know, what they might think, mm, what can he teach us or whatever. I don't really know. It, it, it definitely took a bit of getting used to. And I think sometimes it took people a few sessions with me to like, 
realised that I didn't know what I was teaching about. Well, it's the classic saying, isn't it? You can't teach an old daft dog new tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try, all right? <laughs> I'm going to try and teach you old daft doggies a few new tricks. What was the last yeah. thing you taught, taught an old person? Maybe, yes, uh, how to do a long-form improvisation. So how to do, like, an hour-long thing. Having said that, I did walk past these two old people today and I did pull horrible faces at them because I was trying to cross yeah. the road and they weren't getting the way out of the way on the pavement. Like there was, I was on the road and I needed to get onto the pavement in front of me. Yeah, yeah. They were just moving so slowly. They weren't that old, this duo. And then so I pulled... Oh, did you? Proper girl. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, in life, that is to be expected. Don't yeah. get out of the way, you're going to pay. Yeah. If you're not going to get out of the way of some young man trying to get on the pavement, you're going to get this. You're going to get a nasty look and maybe a glare as well. Mm. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing Harry's teaching style. You know, will he be more of a visual teacher? Will he be more practical? Will, it, will he have a slideshow with the learning objectives on? Will he, if anything, be like my geography teacher from high school? Will he be wearing a thong? <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you know that your geography teacher was wearing a thong? That was the rumour. Mr. So-and-so wore a thong. If you yeah. went to Bispermai, you can corroborate that claim. Did Mr. Emery wear a thong? Get in touch. Answers on a postcard. <laughs> Get in touch. Bloody hell. I don't think I could concentrate on Oxbow Lakes if I had in the back of my mind that the teacher was wearing a thong. There were many boys in primary school, or some in high school, some little scrotes, who would come in sans underpants. Did we speak about this last week? <laughs> yeah, we talked about this in uh, Double Vision. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about... Uh, <laughs> little boys <laughs> not wearing underpants. Uh <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, you can uh, sign up for £4.50. And I can't think of anything more vulnerable than just walking around without underpants. What if you're. That's scary, isn't it? What if you. I don't know. Just ass on fabric, alright? Penis on zip, okay? Not my favourite, but uh, if that's what you like, then that is what you like. And God forbid the worst happens and you have an accident. There's no barrier between you and the outer layer. Oh. Oof, scary stuff. But hats off to you. If you're not wearing any underwear, hats off to you. You are a braver man than I. Mm. Yeah. Ron is defensive about Hermione... Uh, messaging Crumb, right? So apparently she's still in contact with Victor Victor Crumb. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't really like that. But like they said in the fourth book or the fourth film, he should ask her out then, shouldn't he? Yeah. Instead of getting all gel. Yeah, it's possessive. And also, there's yeah, no is. inclination that they're having romantic conversations. 
humans? Why can't they be plutonic? You know, like, why is this such a problem? Why is it... Do we need the, do they, any of them need to be romantic? Can't they all just be serious? The Dark Lord is trying to kill you. Start thinking with your head rather than your genitals and anus. Yeah. Or your heart, as you could have said. Uh, <laughs> well, I know the Dark Lord is here. Uh, but, you know, it's often in times of great peril and danger that you seek the comfort of those beside you, maybe uh, romantically or otherwise. But, you know, this is the big payoff, isn't it? We've got to wait another couple of books before they finally get together. But they're planting the seeds, aren't they? Ron's a bit protective over her, a bit jealous, maybe, of her sending little love notes to Victor Crumb. Yeah? I don't know. Yeah. But it's all a bit romantic, this uh, this chapter. There's Harry and Cho, there's Hermione and Crumb, and there's Ginny and her new BF, who I can't remember the name of. Was it Zachariah? No. It was somebody. Michael Corner. Was that his name? Yeah. Ginny's new boyfriend is called Michael Corner. Michael right. Corner. <laughs> and his best friend's called Johnny Johnny Dip. <laughs> <laughs> Billy <Curve>. Billy Hump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But more on Michael Corner later on. Right. Do you call it a ginnel or an alley or a rat run? What do you call it? Do you call it a ginnel, an alley or a rat run? Listen here, you freak. You would not catch me. <laughs> down this passageway at any point. So I'm not going to call it anything, right? Yeah. We'll call it passageway, all right? <laughs> They're about to go to Hogsmeade, right? And Filch is there making sure everybody's got permission to go to Hogsmeade, right? And he's sniffing he the stops. kids. <laughs> he's sniffing the kids, right? He sniffs Harry, right? Professor Dumbledore, Professor Dumbledore, Filch is sniffing students. He sniffed my body! Right, he needs to be disciplined. If Dum Dumbledore wants to take a leaf out of the teachers who took us to France in year seven on the French trip, because... Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. When a homeless man was staring at us all, lay in the park, guzzling wine, <laughs> yeah, we said... Um, Miss Jefferson, Miss Jefferson, that man is staring at us. And she said, he's got to look at something. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Dumbledore, Professor Dumbledore, Filch is sniffing the students. Well, he's got to sniff something. <laughs> he has not got to sniff anything, Professor Dumbledore. <laughs> right. Look, you can see his nostrils flaring from the tower. <laughs> Get him off! Yeah. There's no need to sniff, right? If he wants sniffing, he gets a sniffer dog, right? Or, or you know, he could easily say Akio Dumbombs. Although, oh, no, he can't do magic, can he, Filch? We've had some people requesting more French trip stories. Yeah. Um, have you heard this one? There was one boy who went... This is year seven... He went away and bought himself like a dog collar, like a sex 
dog collar. You know, like that you put on like <laughs> yeah, a human for sex, and he was just wearing it. And this was in year seven. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell! You haven't told that one before. Bloody hell! Yeah. How long was this trip? <laughs> I don't know, five days. Bloody hell! The amount of stuff that was packed into that five days is incredible. <laughs> and you've never mentioned the sex collar. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other things. Um. Yeah, we went to Paris with school, but we were all just very good. Did you really? I don't think anything out of the ordinary happened. Do you remember what stories I've told? Because I don't want to retell it. I do not remember (laughs) what you said 100 episodes ago. I've forgotten what the French stories are or were. Um... I remember Gravy Granules OPEC. I remember gravy that story. Granules, gravy Granules. Great story. They're laughing at you because you don't know what Gravy Granules are. <laughs> That's the one story I remember <laughs> from all these episodes of Bot Vision. Did I ever tell you what happened in um, like these French trenches? No. So, uh, this is wild, this is. I think, I feel like I may have told it, because it's such, like, a little story. So, I was yeah. a little boy, and I was with some other lad, and I said, I really need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And uh, he said, all right, I'll keep, uh, I'll keep watch. And I'm in the trenches, these dig, dig dugouts, this, like, you know, on the beaches... The beginnings of where um, Saving Private Ryan is filmed, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am in this little concrete shelter that's been built for war, and I am, for lack of better expression, I'm having a wee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. This, this other lad, so I finish, and this other lad goes, okay, now you watch out for me. Yeah. He starts yeah. having a wee. And immediately, people start coming towards us, and I bottle it completely, and I run off. Instead of going, <laughs> yeah. instead of going, wrap up, I just leave, yeah? This girl, with one hand, then goes into the, uh, where he'd been, this enclosure, I forget what it's called, this yeah. dugout, and she goes, oh, it stinks of piss! God. <laughs> <laughs> You've not told that story before. Yeah. Bloody hell. And that was the first time I think I'd ever met anyone with one hand. Oh, oh she only had one hand? Yeah. <laughs> I thought the story was that with one hand she went into the, no. <laughs> into the dugout. <laughs> She's... Oh, right, she only had one hand. She had one hand. Bloody hell. And I bet that was the one that was pinching her nose. Ooh. Uh, well, it had to be, Ooh. didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Bloody hell, eh? We went out and we bought, like, a load of confidential items that you can't buy. I was dreaming about one of these items last night. A flick knife that was also, yeah. that was, instead of a knife, it was a comb. Yeah, bloody hell. It's weird, like, it, they don't seem to have the same rules in European countries that they do in the UK. In the town centre in Fulda, there's a, a gun shop and you can buy guns. 
and like um, I think most of them are like air rifles and stuff but it's just there and they're all displayed in the window and you can just turn up and buy one um, and we also went out and bought a load of firecrackers yeah oh yeah bought a load of firecrackers and we thought this will be genius we'll put them all in a bin and then when the bin is taken to the dump uh, it will go through flames at some point and that will scare someone <laughs> what were we thinking was throw our money away <laughs> Hey, we'll put that in the bin and then we'll imagine what it's like when it arrives at the dump. <laughs> That'll be good. We could have had the same effect not putting it in the bin, if you wanted to just imagine yeah. that. Oh, that'd have been good. <laughs> Very good. Hey, I'll tell you where I did go last week. We went to a museum and uh, they were like, hey, we've got um, Oatsy or Ertsy or something. DJ Otzi. And it's like, do you know, no, not DJ, hey, baby. No, that's DJ Otis. Anyway, <laughs> Otzi or Otzi or whatever is like one of the oldest human bodies ever or something. It's a bit like Cheddar Man or Lindau Man. Um, and we're like, bloody hell. And it was in like this big, uh, like airlocked cage that you could only look through one of the windows of. Then later, when I googled it, it said that he'd been in Italy for the past 40 years. So I don't know if it was true that it was actually him or whether it, it was fake. Because it was a bit unusual that he was there and nobody was looking at him. But they were like, this is him! <laughs> Claiming it was the guy. What a strange story. <laughs> what does it all mean? <laughs> it was DJ Otis. <laughs> Hey, I tell you what, I warned you about this last week. When Hermione said the V word, Voldemort, last week I said, you watch, she'll be saying it every bloody five minutes now, she said it once. And it's true. She can't stop saying it, scaring everyone. Just because you can say it doesn't mean you should say it. Yeah? Yeah. Think. These words I can say that I shouldn't say. Yeah. The acronym you need to remember is think. T, is it true? H, is it helpful? I and N, something. K, is it kind? And if one of the answers is no, don't say it. All right? I think N is needed. Mm. <laughs> uh, the pub... Sounds like any Weatherspoons pub we've been to. This hog's head in, this shit all over the floor, dusty bottles, sticky floorboards. It reminded me of the UK. Do you know what? In Germany, they don't have sticky tables. What? In pubs. What? (laughs) (laughs) They're missing out. Back, you know, back in the UK, nearly every pub has a sticky table, doesn't it? Do you know why that is? It's because waitstaff in the UK do not have the care to properly wipe down tables. It's like they're just doing a little... It's like they might as well, instead of even pretend to wipe it down, just wave a little magic wand at it. <laughs> <laughs> instead of just this thing yeah. that they do with a damp rag sometimes. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, well, whenever you put your arms on a British pub table, you think, well... 
This could be any concoction of old, dried up, sticky liquids. Oi! What? Go on. What else did you want to say? What else did I want to say? Um. So the barman's Dumbledore's brother. Am I right? I don't know about that. I think that's right. It, I think it's eight before the Dumbledore, which we'll be hearing more about in the uh, seventh book, I believe. Um, but yeah, well, there was a bit where um, they're on about the people that are in the pub, right? And they're going, oh, there were people looking really dodgy. There was a woman in a long veil and you could only see her eyes. Well, hang on, that might be for religious reasons. <laughs> There's no reason that she's a, a weird witch. Uh, it was very odd. Have her. you seen this uh, woman who keeps antagonising the King's Guard at Buckingham Palace? No. There's this lady, and uh, <laughs> she keeps... She's come up on my feed quite a lot, but she keeps yeah. antagonising. Um, she keep, you're not allowed to touch the reins of her horse that's part of the king's yeah. guard. And she keeps yeah. touching them, getting screamed at, and she keeps going too close, and she loves all the attention. Yeah. But she wears... One of these days, she's going to get shot or stabbed or something by she, guard. She wears a headscarf, and... Yeah. She's got a big grin. Anytime someone screams at her, she grins her head off. She loves it. But then someone said yeah. to her, Jesus Christ, she went, don't you dare take the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> funny. Uh, she sounds very funny. Does she do other things as well? She encourages everyone else to touch the horse as well. She grabs people's arms like Taurus and she drags them to the horse and forces them to pet it. <laughs> That's fun. A good bit of British fun, eh? At the uh, Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Very fun. Well, they're unnecessarily aggressive, aren't they? Like, don't you dare touch a Queen's guard! I don't think so. I like it. Yeah, well, you would. What the fuck does that mean? That, do I? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, you would. I thought I'd start a fight with you. Oh. What a fantastic turnout. I think if while I was at school, I'd started self-defence lessons, I don't think I'd have got 20 people turning up. If I'd have been like, right, everyone, it's Lucas Kirby's Karate Club. Come along, I'll teach you how to defend yourself. I reckon I might have got a couple of people there out of politeness. Yeah. Do you know? Well, about it, really. Do you know how you would have been able to get a full room if you were already a karate like brown belt or like you know purple belt? Yeah, like Harry is. Yeah, that's true. I've not actually defended myself in any situation. Yeah, exactly. If instead it was like right, Lucas Kirkby's bum wiggling lessons, I think you'd have a few lads there. Oh God! Yeah, we'd pack out the hall. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, we'll have to have the big room next week, miss. It was absolutely packed. <laughs> yeah, a pound to go, and you can even get a one-on-one -on -one feedback. Does it need a bit more hip action? Do you need to be wiggling your tongue a bit more while you're doing it? What angle is your top half meeting your bottom half with? 
Yeah, it's got to be quite, uh, you know, an acute angle, really, for a good bum wiggle. There's lots to it. It's scientific. <laughs> there is nothing acute hey, about your... There is nothing acute about your bum wiggling. <laughs> it's a juice. <laughs> but yeah, what a turnout. I think Harry, you know, that must massage his ego as well, the fact that so many people turned up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we get all these people, they start asking questions, don't they? Right. What happened with this? Is it true about that? Did you do this? And one of the people who asks is Susan Bones, the niece of Amelia Bones. And Stephen Fry gives her the most stupid sounding voice for the most unnecessary reasons. I don't know why. He's like, oh, the thing you know, why have you not seen the rest of He does. He, he makes it sound like that. He makes it sound like Jonathan Wass. <laughs> Wass. <laughs> yeah, there's no need for it. That is Christopher Columbus's daughter that you're what? taking the piss out of. One of them, she might make her sound like one of them was. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does not say one of them was. It's ours, he can't say. He doesn't say W instead of everything. One of them was. <laughs> Welcome, Mons Nacho! <laughs> it's Wassy. Uh, what else have I got? Fred and George threaten to shove a metal rod up Zachariah Smith's house. That happens. You go into jail, Zachariah Smith, and, <laughs> and Fred and George. <laughs> hey, I like that Ginny's coming out of her shell. Um, they kind of explain it away later. They're like, oh, well, she used to fancy Harry, and now she's got over him. She's not so shy in front of him anymore. Mm. She even does an impression of Umbridge in this chapter, which I thought was very funny. A she does the, A bit of everyone's attention. A bit of personality coming out of Ginny. Thank God, it only took five books. Finally, we're getting a bit of the real Ginny. But, I mean, imagine being the youngest. Because all the other Weasley boys, they're all older than her. And they're all, like, quite dominating characters, aren't they? Mm. Like, Fred and George are a nightmare. Percy's a nightmare. Bill's got his own thing going on. Charlie's got his own thing going on. Ron's Ron. And then you've got Ginny, who probably can't get in a word edgeways, with a mum shouting and a dad being silly. His inventions. God, you're right. God, God. I am, aren't I? How many metal rods shoved up Zachariah <laughs> Smith's arse are you going to give this chapter out of five? I, oh, it was a bit... It was boring, but in a good way. I quite liked reading it. No, it was boring, but it was short. Uh, thank you for that, yeah. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it was all right, this chapter. Um, it was good, a bit of like, romantic stuff going on. Things with Harry and Cho slowly developing. This idea of Dumbledore's army coming together. I quite like the way it's going. I think we do have to get used to the fact that this book is slower paced than previous books and it's longer. 
Uh, I'm going to give it three metal rods up Zachariah Smith's ass out of five. Fantastic. For me, this chapter was tantalising. It was enticing. It was any other word that would match nicely with those two. Had everything that you wanted from it, child romance. And for me, had more, you know, the things I'm into. Maturing. Taking things into one's own hands. You know, meeting below a pub with some friends, some well-wishers, some people a bit sceptical of you. I love this chapter. And I can give it no score lower than five metal rods out of five. Fantastic. Right, are you ready for quiz? Yes. Quiz, this is your quiz. I'm the quiz master, you are the quiz boy. <laughs> the quiz master, you're the quiz boy. Quiz master, quiz boy, quiz. Question one. What did they vanish in Transfiguration class? A chicken. No, it was mice. Question two. What uh -oh. is the joke shop called in Hogsmeade? Zonkos. Correct. Question three. What is the name of the rude Hufflepuff? Zachariah Smith. Correct. Question four. The ministry has an army of what? According to um, Luna Lovegood. Oh, um, oh, I don't know. An army of snacks. Heliopaths. Oh. Unfortunately, Mr. Kirkby, you have lost the quiz. That was the quiz. I'm the quiz master. You are the quiz boy. Will you ever win the quiz while I am alive? Will you have to kill me to win the quiz? Possibly. If I'm the quiz master, you are the quiz boy. Now, Tom, are you ready for the nation's second favourite segment? It's Hedwig's Droppings. Yeah, we're not alluding to owl poo, we're not alluding to plopings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, last week we had an email from Amos Diggory. And this week we've got an email from Dudley Dursley. Brilliant! <laughs> so we've got, <laughs> got an email from Dudley... Big D the man at gmail.com and he says hi lads it's me Dudley Dursley I'd love to join you on the pod one day kind regards I'm a changed man Big D hmm. oh that's intriguing and they've left a phone number as well which has the right number of digits <laughs> why don't you call Ooh. it no, you don't have a phone. we'll call it at some point yeah, we'll call that number. We'll call Dudley Dursley, eh? Tell you what. See what he's got to say for himself. We'll have someone will screen it first. Um, perhaps Amy or Sir Snowy can screen them. <laughs> yeah, make sure they're not... No, I just reckon we ring them and see, see who it is. Hmm. It'd be like who wants to be a millionaire. We just ring him up out of the blue. Lovely. 
Lovely. So that's Big D the man. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, and we've also just got one new patron. You'll be glad to know. And the new patron is a baby Harry, and it's Karen Williamson. Karen Williamson. God, the years have not been nice to you the past, say, five years with all this Karen business we've had online. And you, that's your first name. My sympathies go out to you. Now for your baby story. Karen, you are the child of a milkman. This milkman is doing his rounds. Unfortunately... He has to take you with him for some reason. Um, and he has to feed you along the route. You're lay between your daddy's legs. And he is warming some milk in a sandwich bag under his armpit. Once the milk is warm, he pours it into your mouth. <laughs> what a treat for the daughter of a milkman. He stops off at one of his uh, destinations to deliver some milk. He gets off the milk float, walks up to someone's front door, um, places the milk down on their doorstep, but unfortunately there is some ice. He falls, slides backwards and bangs his head on some paving slabs. He is unconscious. Some neighbourhood cats have crawled on to the milk flow and they have smelt the milk around your mouth. They are now scratching at you. Oh, cut. Ah! Cut. Ah! Who is round the corner with an air rifle? Me. <laughs> I, point the, <laughs> I point the air rifle at the milk flow. But I've been a bit wavy. I've had some medication that was not intended for me. And I am swerving. I'm swerving, I'm swerving, I'm swerving. I shoot the cats. Two cats, one bullet. I approach the milk float to check upon you. You have scratches and a combination of your blood and cat blood and cat brains all over your face. I hold you up in the air and... There you are, Karen Williamson. And if anyone else would like a lovely story from Tom, just like that, you can support us on the Patreon. Uh, we've got over 50 bonus episodes. There's the live show video recording. There's tour diaries from our recent tour. Um, and we've recently been doing the new memoirs from Tom Felton, Beyond the Wand. So we're doing a two-part special all on his new autobiography where he's talking about all things Harry Potter being on set and all that stuff. So that's a, a good bit of fun. Um, otherwise, we will be back in Edinburgh. Uh, details will be available very soon about that. Uh, but we'll be there the whole month this year with some new stuff. So come along and see us there. But otherwise, we will see you next Time for episode 112, chapter 17 of book 5, Educational Decree number 24. You have been a plastic spinning Tom Lawrenson. And you have been a man on his summer holidays, Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. 
Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Potter Vision.